I have a lot of what we would call minority friends, whether it be black, Asian, Filipino, whatever. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I'm virtue signaling. Thank you. Yeah. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. You've got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. Oh, maybe you need a timeout. Welcome to the Luke and Rory podcast. Here are two guys, knuckleheads if you may, who jump in front of a camera and do a Facebook live show. You know, it's exciting. They've decided to take that Facebook live show and put it into a podcast. Oh, good for you. Why? Because can you really get enough of Luke and Rory? Ah, that's a good one. Meet Luke Weaver, who's known for his dead sexy hair. You are an awful man. You are truly a disappointment to his own. Meet Rory Pitts, who's never found an apple cup he can't be disappointed about. I'm telling you, that man does not look stable. Two guys who went to the same high school, love the same music, love sports, love movies, and love their families. Look at these clowns and pig monkeys. All right. Looks like the boys are caffeinated and ready to go. I'm gonna get some coffee. You want some coffee? That's enough nonsense. Now let's join the show. Sound good? Put a bandaid on. <laughs> you got the sniffles? Put a bandaid on. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. We are live. We are live, live, live. Good morning, everybody. If you're not listening to this podcast in the morning, that's not our fault. Yeah. Nonetheless, good morning. Uh, we're coming to you live. Thursday morning, 10.04, which means we're actually two minutes late. Uh, <laughs> people are like, wait a second, 10.04, two, what? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> it's North Mason math. All right. Hey, welcome to the Luke and Rory Just kidding, Facebook Dimmer. live Just show. Kidding, <laughs> we love you. That guy right there is Luke. I'm Rory. It's really strange because the camera's right there, but our laptop screen is right here. But that's okay. We can work yeah, through that. We can do this. We can do this. Uh, it is a beautiful summer morning here yes. in Sumner. We are down at Electric Coffee House. Get down here. I'm telling you, man, every time I show up, there's like maybe one or two people here. And by the time we get everything set up and ready to go, the audience comes in here. They don't know it, but they hear about the audience. They heard Beard Boy was here, dude. <laughs> Beard Boy. <laughs> like, we got to get in there. Man, that's, by the way, so that's, that's what I'm going for right now. Okay. Like, like I do not want to shave. I do not want to trim my beard. Oh. And, and Christy's scared to death because she's like, I like your beard nice and trim. And I'm like, no, I want like a Duck Dynasty beard going on here. Good morning, Ed. We're glad that the, we're glad the Liberal Party is sentenced representative. <laughs> I need representation. Oh, good morning, Ed. Ed is here to keep it balanced. John uh, David, buddy. John David, where are the stories, man? Oh, fortunately. While John's on here, one, um, I'm missing story time. It's been a couple weeks. And two, that book that you uh, used, The Folk Tales of the Salish, I bought that as a gift for my dad and sent it to him last week, and he is just stoked. So good Very work, cool. man. And without even recommending it, you recommended it, and I appreciate it. Very cool. Uh, so yeah. I've got a, I got a minor problem here. The comments are not showing up. Okay. Well, so you'll have to be the comment. You'll have to be the commenter. Commenter? Only visible to you. Oh, oh so, there we go. Maybe yeah. just no one was commenting. See, that only took 10 minutes. <laughs> no. Oh, no. 10.05. Okay. So he said that a minute ago. Good morning, Auntie Donut. Hey, I want to. Oh, that. Hey, first of all. Bird just dropped a piece of bread. I got two things. Okay. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on keto and that bread. Um, 
speaking of North Mason math, Jody Olson just joined us. <laughs> it's a conspiracy, man. Facebook you. knows if you mention somebody's name. She heard me. <laughs> um, goodness sakes. Oh, man. What was I going to say? Oh, I, hey, I really want to put this out there because I, I thought about this last week. And then we were talking about whether we're going to do the show here or, you know, and then Mike was like, our good friend Mike at Eggle is like, dude, you can piss off everybody. I don't care. Come up to Eggle. So and I was like, okay. Um, but anyways, hey, we love being here. Uh, we love Christina and Spencer and all, and all the whole yes. staff here at Electric Coffee House. We do want to make it very well known that anything that these two knuckleheads say during the course of the next hour and a half that irritates half of society is our views and our views alone. Yes. I know that sounds funny, but it has nothing to do with Christina or Spencer or anybody or Electric or anybody that is nothing. here. So Nothing. if you're like those sons of, you know, don't be like, I'm never drinking an electric coffee because no. it's not our shop. No. All right. So yes. I just want to put Come that here, out there. Support them. Yeah. We're do our best to be good citizens. Flip us off on your way by. Yeah. Yeah, please. <laughs> That's fine. You know, good morning, some, Bethany. And, and something else I want to say uh, before we start getting into fun. I have an important question. Uh, save your question okay. because I just want to say, is anybody else out there like a little freaked out? And it's it's hot, and it's okay to it's okay to be honest about it. I was thinking about that this morning. Coming in hot. Uh, as I was driving in here, I I got into my car, started up, and I thought, I don't want to necessarily listen to Foo Fighters on the way down here Drew, this morning. Seven and a wake up. Uh, I don't necessarily want to listen to anything else. And then so I so what I did is I I put in nineteen ninety hits into Spotify. Oh, that's such a wonderful station. And all of a sudden I'm starting to listen to music from 30 years ago. I thought that guy was, uh, I thought that guy was doing a bong hit for a second. Um, it is downtown Sumner. <laughs> and I started listening to these old songs of when I had just got into high school and it, you know, I know some people say, don't say back in my day or I miss the don't good old say. days or anything like that, because I guess apparently now saying good old days is racist. I, my point is this, is that, I am comfortable enough to say, as a 44-year-old man, <laughs> this this crap has got me got me a little freaked out, man. I'm doing my best to keep it together. I'm doing my best to be strong I, for my family. Yeah. But I tell you, man, there's moments. There's moments when I when I pop onto Facebook, I when believe. I pop onto the news, I just think to myself, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like I I literally want to go up into the mountains and I. <laughs> I want to go be like Ted Kaczynski, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which now the FBI is going to track this. Yeah, someone else check your mail. <laughs> Maybe Ted you? Kaczynski with, without the bombs. Okay. Yeah. But it just, is there anybody else out there that's freaking out, but keeping it inside? If you are, so, it's okay. It's from, okay. From 30 years ago, the day you can say that, you know, you're old. <laughs> I yes. know. I know. I know. Well, I also was listening to 90s music on my way in this morning. Seriously? It brought me to an important question. Okay. <laughs> Do you think that if Kurt Cobain would have survived, Nirvana would have stayed together? You know, that is a solid question. Um, this tickles my brain a lot. And I just figured I'd put it out there in the universe. I would say based, morning, off, of, based off of the Mrs. videos, Borset. I've been watching YouTube videos about the history grunge, and I've been finishing up that book, Yeah. which I just finished the part where Soundgarden broke up. It was not pretty. It was it was ugly. Um, Jeremiah Johnson. <laughs> yeah, there you go. John Davis says, "Hey, uh, Jer Jeremiah Johnson is a better analogy for you to use." <laughs> <Not Ted Kaczynski. laughs> 
It's Robert Redford. Well, you know, and that's true because Tekazinski had a lot of hair up here too. <laughs> yeah. So this is Robert Redford. <laughs> um, he says I think, no. John says no. I think. I think question. Nirvana would have probably put out one more album, and I think they probably would have gone the way of the dinosaur. That's what I think. And I think they, I think at that point, because it sounds like some, it sounds like a couple songs that Dave uh, put on. He was already kind of working on. He was working on a, a couple yeah. of them, and it would have been kind of cool. Like this one video I watched had brought that together and said, you know, these were some songs that Dave is actually on the record saying he was he had talked to Kurt about. Yeah. Um, but they never put him on. Cloudy. Good morning. Maggie, um, good morning. Michael, good morning. Miss Ansich Gates, good morning. Dude, you know how to calm me down. You start yeah, talking about Nirvana and, Just and you. Foo Fighters. I'm like, yeah, dude, let's get high. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's just normal. Uh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I uh, I don't think they would have either. I, I think another album, maybe two. I, I feel like I feel like Dave Grohl was just too much talent to be behind the kit and own Nirvana forever. Yeah, you and that's what, what it's that's and, what it sounds like listening to these other stories. Yeah. Like like Dave wasn't going out of his way to sabotage Nirvana or anything. No, but everybody was saying they could see talent in him. Oh yeah, and, and it wasn't again. Kurt wasn't necessarily holding him back. It just. I think Dave was respecting the fact that Kurt was the the head well, of Nirvana. And the other two part of that is you had in the, in that group you had three very different individuals. Oh yeah, you know, and the, the other one is too is is Chris Novoselic. I wonder, like, I mean, he's completely cool to not be in the spotlight and work on his oh, music yeah. projects stuff in Seattle. And you kind of wonder if he wouldn't have gone, hey guys, like being on the road and touring just isn't for me anymore. You know, he re um, he reminds me of the guy that's frugal with his money. Like he, <laughs> Bethany, for real though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bethany. Yeah. This is being recorded both audio and visual. Yeah, and no, I'm not children. going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I get the sense that that he's just chill. He got he got all of his uh, he sowed his wild oats in his twenties, yeah. and now he's just kind of chilling, making yeah. music on the side. He's got Nirvana royalties coming in up the yin yang. So I do love that whenever like Foo Fighters is in town, he comes out and does a set. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. So. Okay, now, now that we got the important stuff out of the way. Which, by the way, did I tell you that I have the Foo Fighters uh, set list from when they were in Seattle in 2018 saved on Spotify? Oh, I actually have it saved in the nice. order that they played everything. Nice. So, uh, you know, they don't have a copy of Molly's Lips, Yeah. but I was able to grab a copy of Nirvana's version of Molly's Lips. So, it, you know, you want to let me know when you can relive the 2018 concert. Sure to you. The 2018 concert, I've got it saved on Spotify. Also, I will tell you. Did I? I don't think I told this. Well, we're talking about music, real quick. Um, that's that's answer enough, says Rory, Bethany. <laughs> Rory pleads the fifth. Uh, <laughs> and the sixth and the seventh, whatever gotta, those are too. I gotta plead the fifth in a lot. Um, yeah, since we're talking about music, real quick. Do you know what Rach got me for Father's Day? Could the, be the coolest Father's Day gift ever. The best of Tiny Tim. Yes. No. No. I saw I saw a clip from the Dick Cavett show. Sellers. Oh, I've with, seen that. Yeah. With, uh, he's, 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 he's like, so weird. He, and he, and he, Dick Cavett looks at me and goes, You know, you're not as weird as I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> you're weirder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, um, no, she ended up. Um, so, all of you who know me well, know that uh allison chains is very near and dear to my heart and i've said many times on our show and other people that uh you don't follow or the jar of flies um album is probably in my top three of like game-changing albums in my life like as far as my musical Boy, and journey I can, I can tell you man you should read the history of making those oh, albums I should. yeah it's 
they were a hot mess and they still put out beautiful music. <laughs> I mean, just lane. Yeah. Every day. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And more music. Yeah. Um, there it is. Good morning, Stephanie Fawcett. Uh, we're going to get to these comments. Good morning, Nicole Taylor. Um, she got me a, um, a limited edition um, special release on vinyl of the Jar of Flies album. Oh, nice. Oh, dude. Just, nice. I hugged it. I'm so stoked. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that was that was amazing. You know, and, and I'll be, while we're talking about your band, because I consider Allison Chains your band. Yep. I struggled with Man in the Box for the longest time. Because, just to it over here. because the line in there that says, Jesus Christ, deny your maker. Yeah. And so I did some research, dug into it a little bit more, and it's not what I thought it was. Would, would you, uh, would, well, I already know what you thought it was. Um, what did you find out? Basically, it's the media and <clears throat> entertainment um, telling you that you no longer need Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You need to deny him. Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. will, the media will be your God. And it's kind of funny because, hmm, we're living in 2020. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It was nice, John David. It was nice. Uh, remember when John says, remember when our parents didn't like us listening to Nirvana? Yes. Now my dad. Play. And I quote, turn that senior, senior, senior pits, senior pits, uh, turn that shit off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now they play it in mod pizza. He says. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's uh, classic rock now. Jody uh, says the answer is yes. Strange times, honestly. How do you calm down? Sudoku? <laughs> You'll never catch me doing Sudoku. <laughs> well, <laughs> just frustrates me. My 11 year old will do it around all day long, but. You know, here's the thing is I, I'm <laughs> I'm calming myself down by probably doing something that's James not necessarily. Gonzalez. Good to see you, buddy. Healthy. Uh, so you remember the two cigars that you, you hooked me up with a couple weeks ago? By the way, I got a shipment in yesterday. Yes, that's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed the second one on Saturday. Mm. That son of a gun was strong. Let me tell you about the ones that he just sent. He just sent me a uh, he just sent me a box of twenty five or thirty. So uh, I'll bring those some of those over to you. Oh, I had one last night. Almost killed me. Those things are legit, man. I texted Fernando at like twelve thirty in the morning. I was like, "Senor." <laughs> What did you put in oh, this? Oh my goodness! Okay. Yeah, and I so I can't wait because the one that yeah. you gave me, you've had for for a little bit of time, but man, it yeah, it packed a punch right from the get go. So Drew, the vinyl that she got me has uh, jar of flies and sap. It's a limited edition release. Oh. It's got uh, dude. I'll have to take some pictures and send it to you, man. It's oh man. I'm just <laughs> anyway. jealous. Yeah. So they showed up yesterday. So I told Rachel I'm gonna go out and have one yesterday and. Uh, I was just out there like living my best life. And then out of nowhere, it just freaking hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, dude, if I happened to have been having a scotch in that moment, like <laughs> I would have started getting drunk texts. Yeah, it would have been. <laughs> I need you to come pick me up. Where are you? So question, at my house, <laughs> but I can't get inside. So question for you. I ran into this problem on Saturday. I it was a torpedo cigar, but I did not have the torpedo or even the straight cutter. Yeah. So I used my punch for a little bit. wasn't getting enough drag on it. So I, so I ended up pulling like a World War II general. Just biting it. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, I was able to get a, a good Just drag on full it. Just went Ulysses' I, 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 I felt like I was George S. Patton. <laughs> I went full 1800s general. I went full Patton. <laughs> you never go full Patton. Oh, we got Crab. We got Hilditch. All right. What do we got on here? Okay. 
Yeah. Well, I guess it's time. We've uh, we've drugged this out for about what fourteen. Matt, I'm about 13. to irritate you. I know it. <laughs> I just know it. All right. Well, let me let me set up the fastball pitch for you here. <clears throat> so, as many of you have heard, I think says I need someone to explain to me the allure of cigars. Is it just a pompous version of a cigarette? No, 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 no. no, no. Oh, oh, our, we'll talk to you. Oh, our innocent, sweet little LDS girl. There's, there's something just beautiful about enjoying a nice cigar. Puff, puff, give. Yes, yeah. it's aromatic. It's different, different flavors, different. And it's not the same thing. You don't inhale no. a cigar. No, I mean, you, you can, but yeah, you get cancer tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So. All right. Puff, puff, give. Yes. <laughs> We're about to puff, puff. So as you guys some... heard, you guys heard, was it Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday. I call it Day of the Dead. Yeah. yeah Tuesday. So uh, the governor had Day put Day. out there. It's, uh, what do you call it? A mandate? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not a law. Some people out there, and you'll get to this. Some people no, out no, there. No, no, no. He said it was a law. But go oh, ahead. Okay. Well, it's not. Yeah. Uh, so basically the governor said that. Which starting. <laughs> I think the governor forgets how the gun. I think he things does work. I think he does too. Um, so starting tomorrow, Wait, is this not Rome? I thought I was. I thought I was the Caesar. So Friday, June twenty sixth, uh, it is required in the state of Washington that if you cannot social distance in public, you must be wearing a mask. Which I have a take on that, which you're going to find hilarious. But I'm going to let you. Take, I got lots of takes. I'm going to let you take it over. So the bottom line is, is that if you are in a coffee shop, which honestly. We're social distancing. So technically, according to the governor's order, we don't have to have a mask on. But that doesn't stop people out there from losing their crap. Well. We <laughs> <laughs> go get some popcorn. <laughs> so two things that are kind of funny, that are like workarounds on this. That's, uh, good morning, Bob. Good morning, Josh. Hey, Josh, congratulations on um, finally getting your house. Um Sorry, is that is that? What'd you say? Is that wound too raw? No, no, I'm sorry. I said, oh, Josh, congratulations! Oh. I'm finally getting your house. Yes, 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 yes. No, it's not raw. Uh, As a matter of fact, I spoke to uh, Chad with Jill this morning. Okay. Uh, they found more gifts from the old cellar, um, and unfortunately, there's uh, nothing they can do about it. Time capsules. <laughs> <laughs> I just disclaimer. I don't understand how some people live. I mean, especially when it comes to selling a house. Yeah, you can live however you want, but when it comes time to sell a house and and you know transfer it over to a new owner and everything, oh. there's just a there's just a way that you should be doing that, and that did not happen. So Josh says, "Happy birthday to Josh! <laughs> Happy birthday, Josh! Yeah, it's his birthday. Oh, birthday's today! Yeah. Right on! Happy birthday! Well, happy Josh birthday, Josh! Uh, all right. <coughs> so, oh, I'm sure we drug this on long enough. Oh, we don't totally could. I mean. We could we could keep dragging it on. I could ask you some more important questions. Um, so, I have what's up, man? I have some uh, information that I could drop. <laughs> new information's come to yeah, light, man. Did you ever think, man, that you know she kidnapped herself? <laughs> no, Mr. Lebowski, that had not that thought had not crossed our mind. Show him the toe. <laughs> You mean Brant, show him the toe, Brant. You mean show him the mask? Yeah. <laughs> New uh, information has come to light. The toe is wrapped in a mask. Uh, Look, there's a hanger. Dude, yeah, there was a chin strap. Yep. <laughs> Have you seen the meme that it says wearing your mask like this? It's got the nose out. It's like wearing your pants like this. And it's got 
dude is it down here and the nose is sticking out. <laughs> yeah yeah yes. and the nose is you know what's funny yeah. is I, I tell you about how awesome liz totten is and how she helped me with Jillian my foundation Jane also laughs at us uh, yes. how she helped me with my foundation and getting into real estate everything she posted that like two weeks Who? uh liz oh liz, liz posted that she one? posted that like uh i want to say like six weeks ago and, and i just I, I i just dropped i'm like i can't believe she I so love those her. you haven't seen it. <laughs> There's a meme out there that shows someone. It's it's a it's a rendition. It's like a crude little artist drawing. Oh yeah. It shows a face with a mask like this, the nose out, <laughs> and it says wearing your mask like this is a lot like wearing your pants like this. And below it, guy's got his pants down with his is, his winky hanging out. Wee -wee. <laughs> <laughs> but his sack is covered. <laughs> it's like, Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to see that. All right. We. <laughs> Okay, like I got like tw about twenty minute mark. Sack. I, just, I just got to figure out when we're gonna what we're gonna use for the opening of the show. So really like right about the nineteen minute mark. <laughs> sack. Uh, Heather, good morning. Goat oh, sack. Well, my neighbor out there, Heather. I was just thinking about you guys yesterday. I literally drove by your place. I'm telling you right now, after Heather sees the show, she's gonna want to move away from you. Look, no. another chin strap. No, Heather. Heather, we'd have to worry about like elevating the rating on our show. <laughs> so all right, all right, enough, enough of the Tom. Which have a funny story about Heather. Uh, Drew says, I'll have to show you guys the cloth mask that I got issued. Oh, yes, you will. So, Heather, real quick, I coached her daughter in soccer and basketball. Okay. Uh, Bailey, wonderful young gal. And Bailey's she's full of Like She just wants to win. She's full So, we were at the Y in a game. And I think Bailey was in seventh grade at the time. And they call a call, and it was terrible anyways. And Bailey just stands up and, like, tosses the ball, and she goes, oh, that was bullshit. Like, you can hear it. And oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> and there was two reactions from Heather. It was, oh, my God, I can't believe she said that. And then it was like, that's my girl. I'm so proud. <laughs> Stand up for yourself, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. So. That's so tough because on one hand, you'll be like, come on, you're better than that. But, man, that was awesome. Heather says, don't act like you know me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Mr. Dimmer, we got the whole... North Mason Math Program. <laughs> it's because you mentioned both their names. Yeah, that's that's how did. Facebook works. I did mention both of Dan Dittmer and Jody Olson's names to start the show. So both respectable and wonderful people. Yep. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not saying that tongue in cheek. No, it was no, just funny I said their names and yeah. they were both fun. Yeah, no, totally agree. So for those of you, because you guys didn't see it, I made a joke about my bad math. And I said, oh, there's North Mason Math for you. And then I said, oh my gosh, poor Jody and Dan, which is essentially shooting me. And then you guys pulled shit Yep, yep, exactly. So. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Oh, just notifying them. Okay. Let's stop. Okay. I can do this all day. I know. I know. I really could. I could, I could dodge, duck, dive, dodge. I could honestly <laughs> the do this The five all day. P's of dodgeball. You know what? I would do this until I run out of money. I would do this all day. Yeah. Okay. This so, makes me happy. Um, use bull tweet. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, so the mask thing came out. And we're not talking about the Jim Carrey movies from 94. Great movie. Smoking. Okay. P A R T Y. Because I gotta. I'm looking through our. Uh, Sorry. Lisa, thanks for coming out and joining us, eh? I love um, it. Oh, Lisa. Yeah. Ah, oh, Lisa. I, uh, I, I, which I don't think we're going to see anybody in, in November. That's my that's Matt, my guess. Matt, I'm going to give you a, a. I don't know. We might. I mean, I don't think Las we Vegas will. is operating as if nothing ever happened. <laughs> 
I, from what I've read, op, they're operating like nothing has happened as everything is burning down around them. Which, you know me, like, <laughs> I walk to the flame. Give me two drinks and I'm good. Yeah, we'll burn it right out with a cigar. Uh, okay. Good morning, Kim. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so um, I think Hilditch might end up being like... We'll say his name. That way Mark Zuckerberg will... Yes, yes. Matt, I think that uh, you might... I'm looking at the crowd here. Um, you're just kind of you're waiting for Matt to jump on, aren't you? He's on. Oh, okay. I'm looking. No, oh, good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Mary. I'm just wondering if he might be about the only one on his side to like argue his point. That's all. So, okay, let's get it out there. Uh, <clears throat> the F-tard Ginsley or whatever Gimli Ginsley Ginsley Insley whatever our freaking governor's just name. Just so the RCA knows that he didn't say the F word, he just said the word F. Yeah. So so. We're still good. <laughs> and there's Mary. And there's Mary. Insley sucks like a lot. <laughs> wow. Where does Mary stand there's on the, the recording? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. So Insley came out on Tuesday and said uh, masks are mandatory. Um, and that it would be a misdemeanor, which is hilarious. Because um, I don't know if he knows how our government works, but he can't just randomly pass RCWs. So um, it's not really a misdemeanor. He can say whatever he wants. Um, but it's not. And even if you were, I'm just telling you guys, because I know this will happen to one of you out there. <clears throat> if I'm here, love you guys. Love you too, buddy. Um, Andrew, you mean Papa J. Uh, <laughs> if you are fined or cited as a misdemeanor, I'm just telling you, just call a lawyer, like, and it'll be gone by Tuesday. Like, it will take nothing to have it thrown out. So it's not real. Um, <clears throat> we can't play dress up in the real world instantly. Um, you were doing such a good job of keeping yourself in check. I'm trying, man. I know. I can sense it. <laughs> First thing, so a couple of things. A couple of things. First of all, this is my favorite thing that everyone keeps posting. Research and science oh, dear. is showing. And then I'm like, well, can, can you show me the study? Can you show me? And they're like, no. Well, this company said, and I'm like, well, that's a mask company. Of course they would tell you that. <clears throat> um, and... I've not. I honestly haven't seen one like legitimate independent study. I haven't. I've seen many that are, or like screenshots, if you will, of placards that are like, this is brought to you by the good people at 3M Masks. Um, <laughs> this is brought to you by the, yeah, this is brought to you by the geniuses running the who. Um, and uh, Mary says, Ording Mayor said we aren't wasting resources on dictates. Yeah, so the Ording Mayor, Josh Penner, already said he's not enforcing it. The Lewis County Sheriff's Department said they're not enforcing it. That's the entire of Lewis County. Um, no word from places around here. I know that Walmart had said that they are going to tell people, but they're not going to risk a violent situation by trying to force people to um, when they come into Walmart. You know, Miss Kaylee was up in uh, Port Townsend yesterday with her boyfriend, and they stopped by Safeway, and they actually had on the door that said you had to wear a mask if you were coming inside. I would walk I, right which in. I was, which I thought that was quite interesting because we haven't seen mm -hmm. that. Um, anyways, I would walk right in the front door. Uh, C-Dub says, I'm in Arizona. Ah, oh, hell no. Are we, are we not still under a state of emergency in Washington State? That's what, that's <laughs> what Ed is saying. Uh, C-Dub says, watch out for the cops. You have no mask. Oh, Uncle David is enjoying you guys this morning. Thanks for making him laugh. I'm glad to hear it, Uncle David. Good to, good to glad, glad to have you on, man. Okay, let me know. Let me know at, at, at oh, whatever man. part you get to yeah. where I can start uh, interjecting masks and racism. 
Let me know when I can get to that part because oh, I've, I've got something to share with you guys. Okay. It's just the most asinine thing I read two days ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so, going over the foot? I know where Ed's uh, going with this. Um, yeah. And that's fine. I'm glad that he is because we need we need to hear all these sides. Uh, Kimberly says so many counties are not enforcing this mandate. From what I understand, less than half of the counties are saying that they will try to enforce it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know where Pierce County stands. Um, I know where East Pierce County stands. No one gives a crap. Um, <laughs> here's here's some of my issues. Um, one, state of emergency or not. The funny thing is, is that argument, by the way, Ed, is I've heard so many people <laughs> like use it as an argument for like he can do what he wants. But if we're in a national state of emergency, like, well, the president can't just start giving mandates and, and declare martial law and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's funny how it works when you want it to work. Um, <clears throat> but all that to say, um, Matt, I know where you stand on this. Ed, I think I know where you stand on this. And it's not that I don't care about you guys. It's not that I don't love you. It's not that I don't appreciate your opinion, but I will not be wearing a mask. Not, no way, not know how, anytime, anywhere I go. Um, <clears throat> it's not It's not because, and, and here goes the next part of it. It's because you don't care about me or you don't care about the elderly. No, no. Guys, show me the real like science. Because yesterday I read the director from OSHA. OSHA, who handles all of safety and health for the country, and they literally said, doesn't work. Huh. Doesn't work. Even they, they said, even the N95 doesn't work too well because you still, and with the N95 with the filter, you still blow out your own carbon dioxide through that filter. So even that is not as foolproof as people think it is. So that's coming from OSHA. Um, <clears throat> all of Lincoln County, Oregon, says uh, Mr. Dittmer. We're sitting in. Anyone of color? Yes. Yeah, so yes, we're going to talk Kimberly. about that. Yeah, Absolutely. we're going to talk about that. You nailed it, Kimberly. Um, good morning, Anthony. Heather says, I'm calling in a peaceful protest by not wearing one. Bethany's yes. not worried about the law part. She's just, uh, I just plan on getting annoyed at being denied access to stores. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm absolutely blown away by a, a few things here. Um, and, and, and one, how many people just blindly follow? With not really any like true information, and I've seen those people on Facebook this week. And like, I, I love you, and I love thing. you, but my goodness, I don't I, care. I saw Matt. I saw Matt last. <laughs> oh, week. I'm not. I'm not necessarily pointing. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not saying, pointing out Matt. I've I'm seen saying, a lot more other. I've seen. Yeah. I know where Matt stands on this whole yes. thing. Yes, and I saw Matt last week um, on Friday at Callis, and his family all had their masks, and they were in the car, and <clears throat> I went up to talk to him. And I told him right when I come, I said, don't worry, I'll keep my distance because I know like they're high risk and, and yeah. um, they want to be kept a distance. And I was like eight feet away from Matt's car and we were sitting there talking. And at no point I do I feel that Matt felt like he was at risk. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh, Mary. As as pro-choice gobbers can say my body, my choice. I can too. Shots fired. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Martin Ellis. Okay. And so. Good morning. I love it. Yeah. Well, that's another thing about this is, uh, dude, it's it's a fair it's a fair point. Yeah. I, if they're if they're telling me, which they told us from the beginning, that keeping social distance will do the same thing, then I'll keep social distance, and there's no need for me to have a mask on. I will never be within six feet of you. Newsflash for those of you who just were introduced to me today. I don't want to be within six feet of you, anyways. I don't like people. So. This is hard. Okay. I've been here all week to get through this. Um, good morning, Beller. You know what's funny is I was I was talking to Chris about this. We got I was, Beller and Ellis on. As I was walking time. out of the house this morning, 
we, I said we were going to talk about this on the show. She's like, oh, boy. I said, well, it's really simple. I mean, the government, the governor says that if you cannot maintain social distancing, then you need to wear a mask. Guess what? I will stay the heck away from people. I yeah. am totally cool with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I look, I don't need to go to any stores like if they're going to be that big of a pain. There's always a certain sense of risk whenever you come near me, Luke. Just kidding. <laughs> Dude. That's a fair point. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm gonna I wanna turn this Oh Beller, I wish Beller, I wish I was six feet close to you. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Be a rebel and do five feet. <laughs> um let me flip this on its on its side for a second. Why are we not asking people who are in the demographic that are most susceptible to getting COVID-19? Why are we not asking them to stay home, to stay safe? to wear the mask, to stay away from people. Yeah. And and someone might jump on here and say, oh yeah, but that's what, <clears throat> that's what everybody's saying. Da, da, da. I haven't seen it. I've seen everybody needs to do this. Yeah. And I don't understand that. Did you know that the average age of someone who has died of COVID-19 is over 80? What's that? The average, the average age, age of someone who's died is over 80, yeah. Yeah. And I know where this is gonna, someone's gonna jump on. Keely, you'd be the number one. <laughs> would say their life matters totally does yes. i don't want grandma and grandpa to die right i have i've not seen my grandmother mm. since beginning of february we haven't seen grandma great since the same thing and it, it drives me freaking bananas because and auntie donna's on here um uh auntie you know grandma great is auntie donna's mom mm -hmm. um and i <clears throat> i'll get i'll get sentimental on you guys oh boy. i didn't really have grandparents growing up my mom's dad died when she was a kid um, my grandma, my, my dad's mom died when I was real young. And then my other two grandparents were gone by the time I was 11 or 12. And I didn't really have a relationship with them because of like Alzheimer's and stuff. So I never really had like that grandparent relationship. And in the last 10 years, uh, <clears throat> grandma great and grandpa great, just, I glommed to them for whatever reason. And they're wonderful people. And I miss her dearly. Um, I would love to go see her and I can't because we want to make sure that she's Why? safe and all that. And so we're doing, you know, grandma great's. Gosh, upper See, 80s. So but why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Because the science, which is what everybody out there wants us to focus on, the science is telling us that people in that age group are susceptible. Listen, listen so to just, ah. I'm flying today. That's the only time I'm wearing masks. Yeah, we're flying next month as well there, Beller. <clears throat> we'll wear a mask on the flight, but that's it. Um, and that's the thing. Like, we're not going to go see grandma. We talked to her on the phone because she is susceptible. Right. So we're going to keep our distance and do what's right by her. But if you're high risk, okay, you have the option to not go out into the world or you have the option of you wearing a mask. That doesn't mean I need to. I'm not high risk. And what is, why do I need to also wear one if you're wearing one and you're being smart to take care of yourself? And the thing is, is they're not telling us out there that if you wear a mask, you're protected. No. They're telling us that if you wear a mask, you're protecting me, which I don't understand. That logic yeah. doesn't make sense to me. <clears throat> no. No, and yeah. And I tried and to have this conversation with somebody who does believe in wearing masks all the time. And I said, I just don't understand. You know what's hilarious too? The best science that people can come up with on this is that dumb meme about peeing on someone's leg. Like so many people keep referring that to yes. me. Like, you're literally referring to a meme about pissing on somebody <laughs> as your best information. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's, uh, Auntie Donna says, sheeple, even the mask makers have disclaimers on them. They don't prevent the spread of COVID-19. If you're in... If you are in an infectious disease environment, they are in full protective gear, not a dang mask. Uh, Dan says, I'm almost 72, diabetic, and I'm cranky. 
I think that's always been the case, the cringe part. <laughs> uh, uh, CW says, I was asked if I was a racist. I had to laugh. My response was, hell yes, I'm racist. I hate everyone equally. <laughs> uh, Matt says, do you think pro-mask people are bothered if you keep social distance without your mask? Or do you think that pro-mask people are more concerned about the non-mask wearers who also don't bother to keep social distance? Ooh, I got to read that again. He Basically, he's saying uh, it's it it's only takes one. It's not because you keep your distance. It's because there's of jackasses that don't keep their distance while they're doing it. You were on the phone with me the other day when I was in the middle of a Walmart, and I, I lost it. I, like, I'm like i trying to stay away from everybody. Someone was within 20 feet of them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, someone came right up to me. I was the aisle at, says one way. I'm looking at gift cards, Yeah. and someone comes right up next to me, and I'm just like, dude, you know? Mm. Uh, Mary says, my 98-year-old aunt says, bring it on. I'm right with God. Uh, Donna's, uh, Auntie Donna says, oh, my gosh. That's my mom, too. So here we go. Hold on, before right. we get to Ed's comment. Okay, I'll let you get Ed's comment. Hold on. Um, I, I hear what you're saying, Matt. It only takes one kind of a thing. Um, we had that in the Marine Corps. <laughs> it only took one to screw it up for everybody. Um, I get that. But I, I, I made a comment to you that, and I'll get to it in a minute. But um, the other night, I te- we were texting back and forth. And I, I don't know if you remember it, but we'll, we'll get to it in a minute. I was high. Or <laughs> Good one for you. Good for you. And you didn't call somebody? I know. Um, I was at home. I was social distancing. I, I, I hear what you're saying, Matt, I, and, and I get it. But again, you have the ability to protect yourself how you see fit by either not going out or going out full mop level, mop five. And we're not saying that's fair. That, yeah. that's, that sucks. That sucks if you're in that category. Yeah. If you're one of those people that is susceptible to getting it, that sucks. Yeah. And I feel for you. But I also can't climb into RVs without hitting my head on everything. So I just don't do it. That makes total sense, right? <laughs> just saying we all have our plight. It sucks. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, Auntie Don says we're giving her lots of loves and hugs for you all. She loves you too. Mom is 89. Her sister's 91, and they are the dynamic duo. Dude, they run that park. They run that park. I'm telling you right now. Her and Auntie Margie. All right. Um, Mary says my 98 year old aunt says bring it on. I am right with God. Yeah, I saw a guy. I remember I told you he was a Korean war vet. He was just like, if Korea didn't kill me, this ain't. I don't even care. Like, do your thing. I'm living my life. Um, Pamela says that's not a COVID thing. That's a personal bubble thing. Don't get in my bubble. Amen. Yeah, word. <laughs> Amen. Oh, Mama Dolch is on. I love you. Good to have you on. All uh, right. Chris says here in Montana, it's mostly the tourists wearing them. I don't, but again, Montana has the lowest numbers in the 48. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there goes the Burlington Northern Santa Fe Railroad. The BNSF. Not wearing a mask. Not not wearing wearing a mask. mask. That. Bastard. Okay. Uh, did you read Ed's comment? I had. I, no. Sorry. Okay. I wasn't sure if you had or not. Ed. And this is okay. Here's Ed. I love you. I've known Ed since I was a, a wee a wee lad. Um, his dad was my pastor. I think my first pastor or something. Anyway. Honestly, he says I'm fine with some people being a bit selfish and refusing to wear a mask for whatever reason, as long <laughs> as they're fine not going into places they say they're not going to be allowed service during that time. This guy. That's why there are exclusions put in place for medical and such. That is a choice you're making. The mandate really is to get the majority of people to wear masks. Here's my problem with Ed's comment. Again, I love you, Ed. Remember, Ed, we talked about this the other day on my social media post about me wishing that people would stop talking about politics like when I was a kid. And and Ed kind of Ed and I had a good back and forth. But this is why. Immediately, Ed goes to calling people selfish. Like, immediately, we're calling people names and, like, insulting. Ed, I love you. I know you're just, like, whatever. But, like, this is the thing. It got me to laugh when I first heard that. All of this is, like... <laughs> causing people to treat people poorly yeah. and to call people names and, and, and to insult who they are um, and immediately judge people whether they're wearing a mask or not. We don't know 
what their deal is. The ADA, okay, the rule of the ADA, Americans Disabilities Act, says one, if you have any kind of a disability, it could be claustrophobia, it could be uh, bad acne, it could be whatever that like bothers you and that, that mask causes problems for you. You don't have to wear one. And furthermore, no one can force you to and no one can ask you why you're refusing to wear one. ADA rules, if you say for instance, Ed, I went to Safeway and they said, no, you have to have a mask to get in. I could literally look at them and say, I have a condition. Yeah. And they have to let me in without question, without asking me why. And if they do, they fall under serious liabilities with the ADA, oh, which is that. millions of dollars. <laughs> I love the, the wonderful web we've weaved as a country. Yes. So this is, <laughs> this is where we're at. Um, and we don't know. I, I, I know many people out there that like the selfish comment, right? Like they go out and they see you not wearing a mask. They don't know if you have asthma or something that precludes you from wearing one. And they immediately think, oh, what a selfish guy. You know what I'm saying? They don't know why. This is the society that we've bred right now. Yeah. Whether or not it's selfish, not selfish, it's warranted, not warranted. People will look at them without knowing their story and say, oh, they're a terrible person. And I've done it too. I've seen, you know, I've seen people driving down the road. Even today, I see people wearing a mask inside their car and I'm, and I, I do it too. My first thought was what, what a dipstick, <laughs> you know, what you're in your He's own protecting vehicle. himself from himself. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, but you know, on the flip side, when I was, when I was doing something a couple weeks ago for our church, I had to go from a place to a place to a place. And it was just easier for me to keep the mask on because the church has asked me to wear a mask when I do this thing. So I'm like, fine, you know what? I'll do that because they've asked me to. Right. And I know somebody would say, well, why are you going to do it? Because the government told you it's, it's a different thing. And you'll understand what I mean. Like if, uh -huh. if I need to go into a certain store to get something and they say, you need to wear a mask, I ain't going to play the games. I'll be like, you know what? Take the mask out of my back pocket. There Hang you it go. On my ear. <laughs> go get it. I'll leave. That's see. And I, and that's, that's where I stand with it. I'm not going to be absolutely come hell or high water. I'm not wearing a mask. That's, that's not where I'm at. If it's, a, if it's asked, where I need to go, I'll yeah. do it. But if I'm out, if I'm here right now, if I'm out there walking around, I'm not gonna. Do, I'm gonna go to the park. If I'm gonna go to Bradley Lake Park, I'm not wearing a mask. Yeah. I'm, no. I'm gonna do what I always do and stay away from people. Good so, morning, Vic. I know um, we got a lot of comments in here. Ed says, um, "Trust me, I don't want masks to become the new norm for all time. I do want people to, to see them pop them on when they feel sick, and I really want to see." And that's all. It got cut off. Um, so he'll probably come back with the rest of it. Um, Matt says, it's a good point. And that's why 99% of the time we do choose to stay home and isolate. But it also doesn't mean like, doesn't seem like too much to ask. If you're going to be a butthead, you, you won't keep away from people that you put a mask on. But if you are asymptomatic and spreading the virus, it won't be as bad. I hear what you're saying, buddy. And I just keep my distance. That's my answer to the whole thing. So let's let's turn this into a couple other things now. A couple little side notes here. Uh, two things I want to talk about. <laughs> Anthony Donna says, you do have a condition not appropriate for polite company. <laughs> That's true. Um, there's two things we need to talk about. She knows One me. is, is that I heard a news report earlier this week that said there was an uptick. Are you ready for this? There was an uptick in COVID cases. But not from protests. But not from protests. Yeah. They literally said from Memorial Day weekend, but the protests, no. Yeah, like my my chicken barbecuing really like spread the yeah. Anyway, uh, and but, then the other thing is is that what uh, Kim had mentioned earlier. I don't know if you guys saw this news article. I had to double check it, like a good citizen should. Don't just go off of one article, but double check and see if it's legit. 
There is a county. Oh, it's revised across. I see it. I a see county it. in Oregon who has mandated masks for everybody except those of color. And the reason is. It's racist. The reason is not because they care about all lives. It's because if a person of color was to wear a mask, they would get stereotyped and profiled. And I'm thinking. I get stereotyped and profiled every day. So which is it? Well, which, yeah. <laughs> I, I just. <laughs> Bobby says, our, our good friend Bobby over there in Wisconsin, she says. Uh, oh, if, she's got some crap going on over there. Yeah. If you slash I want to wear a mask or not, it's not for anyone else to judge or discriminate either way. Thank you, Bobby. Um, Lisa says, I have a compromised immune system. True. I say true. You're correct. Um, I'm just saying I know that she's put this out there. Um, the lie detector has proven that to be true. If I choose to go into public, I will wear one to protect myself. However, I don't expect anyone else to wear one. It's your choice. Like vaccinations, it's your choice. Rory is on a mission from God. Amen, brother. Questionable. Um, Ed says, and I'm fine with the ADA. It's great. And there, it's there for a purpose. So, again, it's back to the majority wearing a mask. Um, but the death rate, it's way down. And I've said this from the beginning. And I... And Matt has said, and rightfully so, Matt has said, but there's also the people who've had like severely damaged lungs and respiratory system. Again, though, a very small number. And and we don't we don't want to belittle the point. I mean, every single person's life matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. When it comes to the COVID-19, absolutely. My buddy Marcus Camp, who my buddy Marcus, and I'm not like giving him away by saying this, he is a diehard liberal. Like probably the one of the most diehard liberals you ever meet in your life. And uh, on my comment today about not wanting, I don't know if you saw it because you've been on your sabbatical. Oh but man, it's been glorious. I said, um, <laughs> I said, I wish we could get back to the days when I was a kid, we didn't talk about politics. Like you didn't even ask your parents who they voted for. I did see that post. Yeah. So, and then, you know, Ed and I had some good back and forth. And then Marcus goes, you know, the ancient Greeks debated politics often. And so I responded back and I said, didn't ancient Greece fall? <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 yeah, and then he responded back. He goes, "Like all great civilizations," which and I and I said, "True story," which brought me to my next thing. And I've said this to you before. I think I really think we are at the beginning of the end of the United States of America as we know it. I think we. Good, good morning, Christy. Good, bad, indifferent about what's been going on the last three months. I think we've let Pandora out of the box and I don't think there's any way for us to put, put it back, put it back. I just, the, the toothpaste is out of the tube, whatever, whatever thing you want to use to describe what's been happening. There's been some good that's come out of it, but I, we're never going to be it. Yeah. I'm, I hate to be Debbie Downer, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. Um, um, what, what do we I got just, here? I, um, I don't think, so much of what's going on right now in the country, I don't think that we come out on the other end of this. And, and when I say other end of this, I don't, I don't mean like in the next year, but I, I could see, honestly, I could see us not being the United States in 50 years. No, no. It's funny. I was actually watching videos last night. How would the, how would the country secede and become two separate countries? I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> if, I'm curious if at some point in the next 50 to 100 years, and, and I don't think we'll be around to see it really, but Oh boy, there you go, Ed. There's there's Ed. Yep, there's Ed. We're not <laughs> we're not we're not falling into it there. No, 
No, not going to get us. Yeah. Um, nice try, though. <laughs> nice try. You know what I just did, Ed? I just covered it. I took it for the team. It's my medal of honor. Um, Way to go, Steve grenade. Rogers. Way to yeah. go, yeah, Rogers. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, speaking of. Oh, oh we're going to go on a Marvel team. We finished Marvel. I told you this. Yes, yes. We'll get to that. Okay. okay. Um, we're back Squirrel. on the mask. Um, what was I going to say? I don't even remember. Oh, I could see the U.S., the United States breaking off into three to four countries. It's possible. I mean, you already have most of Idaho, like especially northern Idaho and western Washington, trying to succeed and become the state known as Liberty on their own. Yeah. Um, You have, there's been talk in Alaska of wanting to break away from the United (laughs) States and just become their own country. Uh, (laughs) There's um, end of society or perhaps growth. Both are always, end of society or perhaps growth. Both are always crazy, crazy tough. you know, Ed, and there are crazy things going on. I, I don't know if you saw yeah. this the other day, but there, I saw a video of a gentleman who had a megaphone, and he was in front of a Abraham Lincoln statue, and the statue was called Emancipation. Yeah. And he was saying, we're going to be here, I think, Thursday night at 7 p.m. to tear the statue down. And it's like, dude, you don't know your history. That statue, which I didn't know because I had to learn this on my own as well, that statue was paid mostly by slaves, and Frederick Douglass spoke at its uh, inception. Yeah. And it's like, you're going to tear this it's down? unveiling. And, and so uh, I saw another video inception. yesterday where a um, nice elderly lady, she's standing out in front of the statue, and she says, Abraham Lincoln is not oppressing this black man. Abraham Lincoln is helping this black man up to become an equal. Yeah. And it's like, maybe some of these millennial dirtbags who don't know their damn history, maybe they should go back and learn about it. Maybe they should go talk to their elders. Maybe go talk to the greatest generation and understand some of the things that our country has said, done. Remember, I said this a couple weeks oh ago. Oh, my gosh. I said this a couple weeks ago, and I, I think it's a point worth remembering. Um, and I don't make many of them that are worth remembering, but I'm, I'm going to make this <laughs> one. Good morning, Angie. There's more of my family on. Um, so here is my point. A country or a society that fails to remember its past and where it came from is literally apt to repeat itself. And I'm not saying repeat itself and like we would go back to slavery. Kind just of stupidity. Like but just make continue to make more stupid mistakes. And this whole thing of we're going to whitewash everything, lack of a better phrase. Um, we're going to cancel culture, all this kind of stuff. Um, guys. It's not the answer, and it's not going to get us anywhere. There are countries that have horrific civil rights history, violations in their history, and who remember what it was, acknowledge what it was, keep it there as a reminder of what they don't want to become again, which is ignorant and and lost, essentially, and move forward. Two prime examples. Germany never tore down Auschwitz or a lot of the concentration camps, they turn them into museums. You can visit in remembrance of what happened. Yeah. So they will never repeat these things again. Okay. Um, Norway. I've, I've made this comment before about Norway. Norway is to me is like the perfect example of like balance. Um, for those of you who don't know about the Viking culture, the Viking culture was a, was ruthless <laughs> and uh, fraught with human rights violations and atrocities towards mankind. Um, when the Viking King Olaf, who basically brought in the Christian revolution into Norway, when they 
when they converted fully into that being the national religion of Norway of the or of the Viking culture, basically went around raping and pillaging in the name of Christianity. You either convert or we rape and pillage. And there was a lot of raping and pillaging going on in the name of Christianity. And if you go to Norway, which I lived there for like five months, um, you will find that they don't rape and pillage quite as much anymore, which is nice. It's nice. It's a little bit more welcoming. Society's changed a little bit. Yeah. And, but you know what? You don't know, like when you're in Trondheim, which is the cultural capital of Norway, you know what is dead in the middle of the town square? Right in the middle of the town square is a massive, massive statue of the Viking King Olaf. Now in America, we'd want to tear that to the ground. Oh, right. he killed, he raped and pillaged. In Norway, they full, they're like, dude, one of our founders wasn't a great guy, but we're here because of him. Yeah. And they, they're able to acknowledge both sides of it. You know what I'm saying? And See, they're, yeah. they're fully able to celebrate their Viking history while saying that, hey, we're not going to do that again. We're going we're gonna to keep ourselves from hopping in boats and going up and, and down the coast. And, you know, and maybe this is a northerner perspective, but that's what I think of when I think of some of these statues of presidents and, and the thought of bringing them down. I just I don't understand that. Now, when it comes to the Confederates, I can understand that. That makes some sense to me. Uh, I noticed that Ed said something here. So let me see. So getting rid of statues will make us forget our history. Rory literally just said he didn't know anything about that Lincoln statue until reading about this. Yeah. And now that I know something about it, it should not be torn down. Yeah. It, it, and it, I, I know what you're trying to say there, Ed, but the thing is, is that we're like we, the most docile people, Ed. <laughs> we, we we have to we have to learn more about these things. Yeah. I think that's an amazing story about that statue. That should be taught more. You know, we talked about last week about Juneteenth. Yep. I've talked to a handful of people that have said they knew nothing about it till this year, including myself. Yeah. So. Tearing down the statues doesn't do any good whatsoever in this particular instance, especially when it's a statue talking about the emancipation. Why would you tear that down? I don't understand that. At that point, I really question if it is about race and if it's more about anarchy. And and, and when I say that, uh, someone's trying to call. When I say that, I mean it in the sense of anarchists. Not black people, not white people, not brown people, not Asians, not anything like that. Anarchists. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. The purple when, ones. When it comes to when it comes to stuff like this, I don't I don't think it's necessarily a race thing. I think it's more of how can we create chaos in our society? That's what I think. It I know is. plenty of here's here's the thing too, and and I don't my issue a lot of times with this whole cancel culture and like Let's let's call it what it is. I'm, I, I mean, let's just be and, fair. and I agree. It's a, it's and a I agree with you on the on the Confederate the Confederate statues. I, I think yeah. I think those those need to be taken down. And, um, and, but that's the that's yeah. the culture in the South. So that's a decision that the South is going to have to make. I can't up here in Washington tell somebody in Alabama to take down a Confederate statue. I can say I understand it probably makes sense to take it down, but it's got to be your community that decides my, that. My point, Ed says. Those Norway people are still amazingly big and could probably do some damage. Um, fair. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like 40% Norwegian. But um, but still, my point is, is that whether they could or they couldn't, they don't. And they acknowledge both sides and they can live peacefully. And they're one of the more, honestly, read about it. They're one of the more peaceful. They're one of the more functionally, like well-functioning countries in the world way up there in education, way up there in, um, you know, like as far as um, how their economy runs, like the efficiency of their economy, 
all these things like the Norway is a, a great example for their emissions, their footprint in the world. They're mm-hmm. you know, it's just really we should strive to be more like Norway or any of the Scandinavian countries for that matter. And they fully acknowledge where they were came from. They don't have all this craziness and they're a lot more rational to be honest with you. Like I sat down many times in bars when I was in Norway and talked to extreme liberal uh, Norwegians and, and extreme conservative Norwegians. And the conversations were always riveting and respectful. Not like what you see here no. at all. Like um, it was the same way when I was in Australia, same way I, I spent a month in Australia backpacking around with the missus and it was the same way. In my travels, I have never seen anything like the pendulum swings that we have here in the United States where we get pissed off and just want to burn everything to the ground. Right, right. It's, it's horribly sad. And then... We'll burn now and ask questions later. Yeah, and then the people that just want to... Good morning, David O'Neill. Um, the Good morning, Ms. Stegmaier. All of our North Mason teachers nice, are on here. Nice, nice. Um, and then... Okay, there's more stuff. Um, and then just... It, it's just... It's really, unfortunately, in my mind, the United States has not become a, whatever wants to call like a safe place for actually having an opinion or wanting no. to have like discussion. And I know we're, we're starting to get away from the mask thing. No, that's fine. That's fine. It, we it's can kind of morphing. Yeah, but, we can move on from the um, mask thing. But it goes on into the mask thing in the, in the sense that like, if I walk out in town and I don't have a mask on, you have people that are like, oh, he's selfish. He's an ass. He's whatever. They don't know me. They yeah, don't know don't my know their story. And this is what America's become. We immediately jump to judgment of everybody. We immediately want to burn everything to the ground. We immediately want to rip every statue down. We immediately want to just trash someone's life, their their world, their family, everything that they are without knowing enough about them. Yep. And quite honestly, as far as I've seen it in my travels, we are the only first world country that is this extreme. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know, I mean, like you go to like you go to these many other countries, tell you suck it up, man, move on with your life, and we just want to cry and throw a fit about everything. Uh, Matt here says you always have the option to take something and create a new thought about it. Some things it may be too ingrained to do that with, but many things are open for that. Yeah, and I think yeah, Good morning, I think Nona. that I think that that particular example of that emancipation statue, I think that's a great moment for national news yeah i think it's a great moment for national news to explain the history of that statue and cause everybody to go oh okay that's a cool statue let's not tear it down but instead it's just another it's another media shot of oh look an angry black man is saying he wants to tear down a statue and the media makes more money off of advertising that's how it works that we so many people are blind to the way the media can I, can is. I throw this out there by the please way? throw it out there make it a grenade i have a lot of uh what you, we would call minority friends, whether it be black, Asian, Filipino, whatever. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I'm virtue signaling. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> my point is, is that it's none of them. It's none of them. Timestamp, 57 yeah. minutes. My, my point is, is that none of them are, are the ones that are calling for like things to be torn to the ground. None of them. No. It, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's the comfortable white folk that want like, look at the good I'm doing in the world. You know, I saw a fantastic video yesterday, and yeah. it was a black gentleman who was talking about how he does not want reparations. You know who he is? You ever heard of the name Burgess Owens? Oh, yeah. 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 Super Bowl champion Burgess yeah. Owens. Yep. He talked about his family's history. He talked about how his great, great, great grandfather was brought over here to America on a slave ship, and his, and his great, great grandfather 
and his great 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 grandfather escaped slavery, moved to Texas, and his great great grandfather basically made it. He was an entrepreneur. He helped build uh, schools and helped the town and all this kind of stuff. And and so Burgess Owens, he says, so here's the deal. <laughs> Damn the effing millennials. <laughs> he says, here's the deal: is when you is when people tell me that I am owed something because of something that happened to my great, great, great grandfather, it's ridiculous because I have been a Super Bowl champion football player. I am a successful entrepreneur. I'm able to do all these things. So when you tell me that I should get money, basically what you're telling me is I'm still not good enough that you have to give me money. And I, it really opened up my eyes, this entire idea of if you really, and I'm going to, sorry, Democrats, but I'm going to look square at you because if you look at our history, Democrats are the ones who have been bad to black people. And you can say, oh, but look at what Bill Clinton did. Oh, look at the crime bill or, oh, look at what LBJ did. Look at the real history of it. They weren't doing it to help black people. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that if you look at all these different things, it's always, well, they're not good enough. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to help them get a little bit better because we're the superior race. That's where the that's where the thinking needs to stop. The white people are not the superior race. And if we can get Democrats to understand that and realize there is no superior race whatsoever, yeah. we can make progress. But until then, until you Democrats out there realize that you're not helping, you're making the situation better. We're so going to be like this. My, and I know I probably just pissed off half of our audience, but I don't care. They're look still at, here. Look at the history of the Democratic Party. Look at the real history of the Democratic Party. Aaron Mitchell says, damn right, right. And don't give me any crap because I can tell you the first president, the first Republican president, Abraham Lincoln. Now, I'm not saying that the Republican, the Republican Party is clean. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But the history of the Democratic Party has been bad for black people. Debate me. I don't. I don't mean to sound like Stephen Crowder, but <laughs> but you will. Yeah, exactly. Go learn the history, and you'll realize they have been the problem. So, so um, I don't even know what people are writing. I'm so pissed Dr. off. Doctor Zabarashuk, Doctor <laughs> Doctor Michael Zabarashuk, um, who is a who is a tenured professor at Pacific Lutheran University, um, PhD uh, uh, theologian, and. Um, political activist of sorts anyways and he's very liberal um and him and i get together and have coffee great dude wonderful guy he actually posted on my facebook wall a couple weeks ago that and this is him he a liberal tenured professor at PLU who says the biggest threat to equality and racial injustices in our country goes and I, he goes i hate to say it but it's my party is the liberal party yeah um and he said until the liberal party essentially can stop pointing the finger at what he would call the crass and ugly racism of what you might see from a conservative side. Um, it will continue to be the biggest threat, right? Cause we're not acknowledging the intrinsic things that are built into to keep people in their place. And it's just, you know, and you, he hit it on the head. There are things, <laughs> there are things that have been put into place that, that purposely hold. Uh, so okay. real quick, uh, uncle David, via Antidon says, you can always tell a Norwegian. You just can't tell them much. <laughs> um, Lacey says, my husband is. I agree. <laughs> Uncle David. 
Um, Mary says, please read about Hitler prior to 37. He talked about employment for all, getting rid of undesirable and defectives and making things safe. By bringing BLM and Antifa heads, making chaos local government and not dealing with the violence, trying to provoke Trump to calling up the National Guard and then paint him as the new Hitler when the Antifa heads and the BLM are the ones who do not tolerate any divergence from the group. I'm um, speaking of four people in three days shot in the um, in the chop. Oh, you mean that area that has a wall around it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. The first night when the two of them were shot, who do they call? <laughs> and then they can't win. No. And then yesterday, one of them that was shot says he's going to sue the police department for not showing up quick enough. Even though if you watch the video, Amtrak, even though if you watch the video, which they have, um, they were trying to get in there. Y'all knuckleheads over the chop were keeping them from getting there, which is why a young man died, which is part of the reason why a young man died. So it, 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 it's just mind-numbing to me. Mind-numbing to me. Everyone who supports the chop, and then someone needs help the first, and, and defund the police. Someone needs help. First people they call is the police, and then they're mad at them for not showing up soon enough, even though you have barriers saying it's not America. Can I, can I piss off some more people? Um, I, I challenge you to go look up Black Lives Matter, the organization, not the movement. There's, there's two different things here. There's the Black Lives Matter movement, and there's Black Lives Matter organization. organization. Yeah. Take a look at the organization. Follow the money. And then understand what that organization is all about. Yeah. It's I, not about helping the black community. It's not about giving money back to the black community. Follow the money on the Black Lives Matter organization. It's a joke. So here's here's what I'll say. And, and this is going to get bad. And this will get me kicked off of Facebook because I'll, I'm I'll, sure Zuckerberg's going to be pissed okay. off about First it. First off, Paul Carlson's, hey, guys, still no baseball for now. Mariners are going 0-60. Yes. <laughs> What if they made the playoffs? Wait a second, they're year? undefeated. You know what? Side note, if the Mariners win the World Series this year, it we still would get the shorted in the stick. Oh, yeah. Because everybody would be like, well, it's not legit. It's an asterisk. Yeah. Plus, Anyways. we can have the World Series in Seattle. No. Of the chop, yeah, so. Well, or we could because we're such a hot. Anyways. Matt. Okay. I'm read gonna, read it for all. I'll, I'll read it. I'll read gonna, it. Go ahead. Why do you think 90% of the black Americans vote Democrat then? And I've got an answer, but I'll let him go first. I don't know that I'm going to answer <laughs> Dan it. Dimmer. <laughs> You nailed it. George Soros. Yes. Uh, yes, we're going to look at BLM organization. Unreal. Um, Matt, I. <laughs> Are you a little verklempt over there? Yeah. Can I? Okay, I'll put it to you this way. And, and this is. Don't take this the wrong way. World. Try not to take this the wrong way. World. <laughs> Disclaimer. Don't take this the wrong way. You're fat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's start by let's start by acknowledging this. Hey, Inst somebody took that shoe. That nice. shoe's gone. So someone came back for like, it. My shoe. Yeah. <laughs> um, finally, um, halfway through the run. Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know why I was running funny. Um, <laughs> kept going in circles. Um, so, without getting too much into it, because I don't know that this is a proper conversation to have over this show because you miss a lot of context and you can't say certain things that you can follow. You know, we'd be here all day. Okay. So, so what he's saying is, is that we're going to have a live show yeah. out at Weaver Woods. I'm going to dance around this a little bit with, and try to answer it with a fire pit and a cigar and a beer or a scotch. Stan, and we're going to talk about Stan Smelser. Glad you're on. Hey, congrats to your son for yeah. all the accolades and his upcoming college career. Amazing. Very cool. Okay. This is my thought, Matt is, um, Let's first off, we, we must acknowledge what we've been acknowledging the last few weeks of all this, right? Is that institutional and systematic racism exists. Okay, hold on, Ed. I didn't say anything about Act Blue. I didn't say anything about Act Blue. 
There's I didn't say anything about, about, about Act Blue. Not a thing. I didn't say anything. I said about the Black Lives Matter organization. Ed, damn you. Stop and putting I, words I, in people's mouths. And, and I know I know where you're going with that, and I that's why I didn't say that. Yeah. Let's, it goes it goes deeper. But no. If they say it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Luke and Rory unfiltered. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't if, know if we could do that show. If they say it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, we could just not on Facebook. It would have to be like totally live. You guys would have to come. <laughs> Oh, Ed, Ed, so Ed says he's going to reserve 100,000 tickets to the live show. Are you going to do that through TikTok? <laughs> yeah, through TikTok. <laughs> Sorry, I get, I'm getting you well, off task First here. of all, it's not it's not allowed to be on TikTok because I'm not letting the Chinese government record me and keep record of everything I do. Um, <laughs> okay. So why do 90% of black people, that? and this is what Matt yeah. says, why okay. do 90% so of I, black people vote for Democrats? Without like, fully answering it, this is what I'm going to get into. Okay. We've acknowledged, I think we can all acknowledge, that institutional and systematic racism within our society and our structures exists. Yes. Okay? Yes. Um, and because of that, I think we can acknowledge also that the poorer parts of our cities, the the more poverty stricken parts of our cities are majority minorities mm -hmm. because of the systematic and institutional racism yep. that has been a part. And basically that's where they can afford to live. This is what, the, the life that they have, um, it is that 90% to me that is going to vote the Democrat side. I will say this, and this is probably um, going to cause some problems. Um, Ninety percent, we'll say 90%, we'll use that rule, 90% of the I don't know if that number's right but we're yeah. going to go with that premise. But, but I'm going to say I'll flip it around 90% of the minorities that I know or my black friends or whatever that are either have a college education or entrepreneurs are successful or whatever don't vote democrat. Is that Okay, and, let's and, take Dibs as an example. And, and you and know what in those people that you know yeah. they have not had it easy. They have no. not had it easy to get to the point where they get no. so so that is a problem too. Let's but they have broken through that. And let's let's take Dibs as an example. And he's not here, but he'll be on here in a second because yeah. Zuckerberg will yeah, notify he's him. Heard, yeah, his name. But let's take Dibs as an example. We actually asked Dibs flat out on our show as a black man, successful black man, who um, is in the beginning stages of really becoming a, a, a voice and a leader politically in his community, who do you vote for? And he flat out said, I can't vote Democrat. He's like, and, and why did he say he can't vote Democrat? He's like, because I'm an entrepreneur. I'm someone who values his business and, and, and uh, being able to do what I want as far as my own goals. You know, he, he went down the road. Okay. Right. Now, that's not to say that 100% he believes in all conservative policies. Right. Because he doesn't. No. Nope. But nope. he, he said flat that. out, he says, as a successful person, as a successful black man, a successful man in general, I can't vote Democrat. Like, he's like, I just can't. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. It doesn't make sense to me. And also, he brought up Joe Biden and the 1994, right, the, uh, pact that Joe Biden authored and in saying, that's another reason I can't vote um, as, a, as a black man. And he, as well as a couple of other my friends that are successful and, and that happen to be black, have pointed out that they really feel, they're like, I would never vote Democrat. And he goes, the problem is, is that many of my brothers and sisters don't, have not read a lot of this or don't aren't privy to this information. And I think this is an American epidemic 
in its own right. Um, and in the sense that we don't educate ourselves, educate ourselves when we vote, we, we glom onto a charismatic moment that someone had on TV. I've told you before when the first time I saw Obama, I was like, that's my dude. Like he was so charismatic. You didn't learn anything about him. I didn't just learn like, you know what? Him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? In a sense, you were probably virtue signaling. Yeah. Cause I'm sure I was too. When I yeah. first voted for him, I'm like, well, Hey, you know, he's the first yeah. black man. Yeah. He can be president. He seems kind of cool. Why not? I, I don't know anything yeah. about his policies, but he seems pretty cool. He's better than, than the other guy. I truly believe that that 90% is not that they're, is not that they aren't smart, not that they're right. not, you know, wonderful, smart people. I believe that 90% represents the majority of what our country is as a whole in the yep. sense that we don't vote with any kind of education. We vote with sound it. bites. We vote with sound bites. We vote what we saw on, we vote what we saw on a, a debate when in reality, I don't watch any debates. And there's a reason why. One, it's just a dog and pony show. It is. And Two, the reason why the reason why Obama won the first election, honestly, was debates because he's so damn charismatic. Yeah, good on him. He is. He's a charismatic dude. I'd love to sit down and have a beer with that guy. Like yep. he would just be fun to be around. But the dude hadn't even been in politics long enough to generate like an, an entire like history of voting to like be able to look. And you at got it. a guy. You got a war a war hero like McCain who's got a history and yep. and everybody in the country is like no no yeah. you're republican you're george bush we don't want anything to do with so you. my point being is is that i, I think that that 90 percent matt um is a representation really is as a microcosm of what our entire country is is um not educated in um politics enough to make a sound decision they're 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 voting based on what they're told to vote based on the color of their skin like joe biden if you're trying to figure out who you're going to vote for then you ain't black right they're told they're told that that's the way they should vote because they're black and not just like the rest of society. They let, vote let based on what in. they're supposed to. Let that sink in. Joe Biden just said, if you don't vote, if you don't know who you're voting for, then you're not black. So if you don't know who you're voting for, then you're not the skin color that you were born with. There's, so Paul I makes just, yeah. Uh, Paul makes a great point here. He says, um, I would have voted Obama for a third term if I could. And, and for those of you, good morning, Jen. For those of you, uh, Paul, sorry, I'm going to out you. Paul is, we'll just say this. He's not liberal. Um, I but, would have as well. But he's not a Trump supporter. There was a part of me. There was a part of me in the last election. was like, I know that it's a two-term limit, but can oh. we just keep Obama for four more years yeah, and see if we these, can wheel out some better These, these two are a, a hot mess. I'm, I wasn't a big uh, Obama supporter like of his policies, yeah. but I would have rather had him for a third term. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm starting to feel Than like either that. of the options that we had or either the options that we have right now. <laughs> Well, and I, I want to touch on I'm going to touch on this 90% thing. I think the other thing that we need to think about is is that we don't we don't hear a lot of this hot mess except for every four years. Every four years, that's when the Democratic Party cares. Every four years, that's when um, black people in the Democratic Party speak up and say, "Hey, this is why our community needs to vote for this person because this person is going to help you." And then for the next three years, they disappear until it's time for another election cycle. And then they pop up again. And, and it's, it's a well-oiled marketing political machine is what yeah. it is. And if we could just some, and I think maybe that's what this year is, is we're finally throwing a monkey wrench into all this and saying, hold on a second, something doesn't seem right here. Because I think that's what it is. I think, I think people in these communities i think they can they can be smart they can be educated they can know what's going on um i saw another video last night another black man he was talking about this is ridiculous when people say that we shouldn't have uh voter id we shouldn't we shouldn't yeah. force people to show id to vote and he said it 
it is so disingenuous and so degrading to say that someone can't go get an ID. Like the black community is so out of it. They don't know what to do. They're so dumb. They don't know how to get an ID. He's like, you got to get an ID to drive a car. You got to get an ID to get liquor well, from a store. If I'm wrong, but isn't it just like dumbing things down and making things easier? Yes. Racist in its own. Yes. And, and yes, thank you. And doesn't help the problem. Exactly. That was the thing he was talking about. He was the gentleman was talking about affirmative action. He's like, so basically what colleges did is they lowered the standards so people of color could get into colleges. And then what oh, happens God, is, is that the the people that, that get in on these Morning lower Joe. standards, they struggle worse and there's a higher dropout rate. And he and the guy said, here's the deal. If you let a white kid in who also had lower standards, he would fail, she would fail too. The point is, think about it. It's not weak in society. And I've thought about this. I thought about this when I heard that they were going to allow um, women into combat, which I'm totally cool with, because if anybody can meet the standards, I'm not. By the way, <laughs> if anybody can meet the physical standards, yeah, to there to go. do that, I'm totally cool with that. Don't change it, especially in the military. Don't change it where it's like, oh, you can do you can do ten push-ups, but use your knees. So that was always my thing. They want to let women into combat. And I'm like, okay, so, but the women's standards in the in the military for their PFTs are less than the men. So nope. now I'm in a fighting hole. Nope. I'm I'm six six. I'm two hundred and forty pounds. I'm in a fighting hole, and I get shot, and somebody needs to carry me out, and I got to rely on no on five six hundred thirty five pounds who can't do the twenty pull ups that I can do to nope. carry me out of here. No, nope. to me that's true equality right there. Is when you say, hey, listen, you want to be in combat. Here's what you here's the physical requirements you have to do, and it's the same thing for colleges. It's the same thing for anything. Don't look at the color don't look at the gender do you can you do this do you have the requirements to do this hey, and if you can then Aaron ugh. Mitchell makes a great point and I think this goes right into the question of why 90 percent um, one major component is the lack of black fathers in the home democratic programs like great society made life easier for single black mothers to get and then stay on welfare this becomes institutional belief that you must vote blue to keep these benefits. Yes, that's a very good point. I mean, it's a, it's that a is an institutional belief that. Yeah. And, and you know, and the thing is, is that the media will take it. Like when, uh, when I, I can't remember exactly what the president said a couple of years ago, but he was talking about getting people off of off of the government off the government's tit, and <laughs> and the thing was is that he said if you if you're disabled or you can't go back to work, we're not talking about you. We're talking about the people who are able to go back to work yeah. that's what he's talking about but everybody blew it up oh the president's against disabled people the president's against colored people da, da, da. it's like yeah read it read it. it it's we this welfare state that we have is ridiculous there are people that need it there are people who get into tight spots that need it but let's help them let's help them get out of that situation because the thing is if we keep people in this position where they're at then then we just justify white supremacy and I don't know about you, but I don't justify white supremacy. Real quick, I am not the superior race. Real quick, uh, Mr. Dipper says, Marines have different standards for females, question mark. Yeah, so at PFT, um, our three mile, like to get a perfect score, whatever you have to have it in your three miles in under 18 minutes. I think females was 21 or 22. Um, we have to do 20 dead hang pull-ups for a perfect score. They have to be able to hang for two minutes without letting go. Um, I think their, their crunches are the same, like for their, the PFT, like the sit-ups are the same, but their dead hang pull-ups and their, their three mile run definitely different times. And so I always said why that's not just because we're trying to make all things aren't equal. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I can't yeah. push out a child. You right. Know? So you can uh, do things I can't do. Ed says, let's, so let's reform the police and the judicial system so that we don't see black males incarcerated at a much, much higher rate. Absolutely agree. 100%, Ed. Yep. Thank you. Totally yeah. agree, Ed. I, I totally agree. agree with you. Yep. And, and to go even further than that, I think we need to start reviewing some of the cases of people across the board who have been put in jail in the last 10 years on like marijuana charges. Oh, amen. Yeah. yeah. I let them get back to life. If that's a nonprofit organization that's going to uh, help people get out of jail for those stupid crimes, I'm yeah. all about it. And that's why I, I am... I am I'm going to donate to the Equity Justice Initiative because from what I've seen from the work that they do and their financials, that's an organization yeah. that I absolutely want to support. They're completely transparent, which to me is important. And the in the good work that they're doing, that's God's work what they're doing there. Uh, Anthony Don says exactly it's a form of white superiority to think that you have to lower the bar so people of color can achieve. exactly it assumes they can't reach the bar without white assistance. How about we really educate kids, parents, and teachers and let them think for themselves? Yep. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, you know what? There's people like Jeffrey Cannon in the world. If you guys don't know who Jeffrey Cannon is, please look him up. Um, he's in New York, and he runs a um, charter school in New York that has become an amazing, basically glowing example of what it means to ensure that all people, whether they're of color or whatever, in the inner city have access to a great education. Yes. And it's... It's there where you start to lift up the um, impoverished community of color. Yep. That need that, that we need that we need to do in order to create a lane, well, yep. level playing field. Um, and so Jeffrey Canada is a great guy to look at. Um, Mary says when a popular radio host said in the '90s that welfare is a profound slavery, and people don't even know they are slaves. Hey. Mr. Dipmas Adders has got to go turn the stadium keys into the new AD. Great morning, guys. As far as I'm concerned. Dan Dittmer should have stadium keys for life. <laughs> and that's a platform I will stand on <laughs> for life, coach. Good to have you on. Um, hope you're doing well, sir. Um, standards should be the same for all. Absolutely. Um, Drew says Air Force PT has different scoring between male and females. Yeah. I agree with what Ed says. Yeah, I already agree with that. So, um, yeah. And you know, and the thing is, and this is coming from a civilian, I don't have a problem if there is, don't get too close to that car. Because I don't want to be a witness. Don't turn your head. Turn your head. Look away. Oh, Look crap. away. They hit him. No, they didn't hit him. I don't know. Look away. Um, I don't have a problem if you're going to have different standards for non-combat positions. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. But when it comes to physicality, yeah. there there needs to there needs to be some equality across the board. Because you nailed it on the head. If you're in the middle of combat and you need to be extracted out of there, you need to make sure that that person, man or woman, is able... Yeah, and I said man or woman. Yeah. There's another controversial topic. Um, man or woman, they need to be able to carry you out. And, and the thing is, I probably couldn't pass. Uh, no, not probably. I couldn't pass any of the PT standards that, you, that, that Drew has to do, what you had to do. Um, so I wouldn't be good for combat. Okay. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um... I think we solved it, right? We did. Yeah. Um, yeah, even Clinton gave a speech or he knew he was wrong in pushing this. Yeah, I, I that needs to go away. There needs to be a lot of reform, I think, in the um, judicial system as you know, far as how I, we levy things. And, and I think that's how people like Ed and people like us, we can come together yeah. to, to create some solutions is we can understand there are problems that need to be fixed, yeah. both institutionally and in our, in our culture, in our American culture. 
There are things that we need to change. American. American. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been watching the conservative twins a lot lately. Oh, yeah. So, like, the conservative I, twins. I, no, that's what they call themselves yeah, on their YouTube channel. Yeah, I know. So, I'm, I'm concerned that we're going to end one of these shows and I'm going to go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mother. <laughs> All right. So, let's. Uh, oh, did you know they're Marines? Uh, I think you told me that. Yeah. Uh, it strengthened my love for them. So, let's talk about a couple of unnecessarily controversial Are we things. Let's talk about Marvel. Uh, we'll get to Marvel. We'll I really want to talk about Marvel. I know you do. Hey, um, so did you guys hear that they have canceled the Hall of Fame game? They have postponed the Hall of Fame ceremony for the NFL. Yeah, I did hear that. Uh, baseball supposedly coming back with a, a, a season short. 60 games 60 schedule games. starting on July 23rd. Disneyland has postponed opening in July. Um, By the way, can I just put this out there? Ed, you'll love this. Do you know, this is fact, look it up. Do you know who was the most concerned with the pandemic and put in place and put in place the plans for handling a pandemic? Oh, 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 who? oh, oh, is it who I think it is? I don't know. Is it, uh, is it this guy? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, it's, it's the not. president. What? It's the president. What? Yeah. Trump? George W. Oh. George W. Bush, while on vacation, um, while he was on vacation during his presidency, he was at home in Texas. He was reading a thing about pandemics throughout history, and it got him very concerned. So the first thing he did when he got back to um, D.C., was commission a board to study pandemics and put a plan in place because he said at that time this will happen and we need to be prepared. Ah, and it was actually it's gotten worse and worse. Is basically Obama carried it on for a while and then reduced funding to it, and then I think Trump reduced funding even more. In the last two presidents, I don't think have been good for it. Um, and now here we are, and there's been a bunch of people. Paul, you feel like going to a Mariners game? Um, there have been a bunch yeah. of um, you got it, Ed. You got it. There's been a bunch of journalists. Yeah, you got it. W, um, who've actually been wanting to talk to um, not Bill Gates. Yeah, who've been wanting to talk to W about it and interview him. And he's literally just stepped back and been like, I'm not because in, in reality, like looking back and out, even <laughs> even people who don't like W have got to admit, Renee, where's your masks? Renee, where were you like yeah, 40 you minutes ago? <laughs> I feel like you're just letting us down. You should have seen Luke. He took his shirt and just ripped it. He was yeah. so angry. So angry. I wore, I put a mask on, but ripped my shirt off. And I look like Thor from Endgame. <laughs> I saw, I saw a joke that said, uh, that store was full of crap. I walked in there wearing nothing but a mask and everybody else had clothes on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, it's, um, just goes to show you, you know, like everyone wants to just rip on people and pull people down and stuff. And, um, you know, for all the people out there that are are just banging the pandemic drum and everyone needs to be, we should have been more prepared. It we should have been more prepared, yeah, but we George, didn't allow George it. W. tried to tell us. And now he's chilling <laughs> on his ranch in Texas going, well, with his border. Yeah. <laughs> with his, with his, his border wall. wall. <laughs> Ain't no one coming in. So anyway. <laughs> Um, what do you want to talk about after that? Uh, I'm sure there was something else I wanted to talk about. Um, Marvel. I mean, we talk about Bubba Wallace, but that's a that's like beating a dead horse. Um, that's there's no fun in that one. Um, oh yeah, 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 Bubba. I swear there was something else. Bubba. 
Let me look. You talk about. You talk about. I feel. Bubba. I feel bad. I, here's. Here's two things. Uh, real quick on the Bubba Wallace thing. For those of you guys who didn't know, uh, they found a noose in his garage at NASCAR. Now, have you seen the picture of the noose now? Yeah. 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 It's I'm going to tell you from me, from my, at no point would I have thought that was a noose. I wouldn't have either. At no point. No. This is the elevation that we've raised ourselves to in society. And I feel bad for Bubba in two aspects. Or, I mean, on one aspect. Everyone is jumping on him now saying like, oh, you know, trying to draw attention and blah, 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 because you're not successful, you know, you're not winning on NASCAR, whatever the case is. Let's I think not, it's, let's not pile on Bubba. No, he I didn't think even, he's not even the one that raised it. It was one of his, it was one know, of his pit crew guys. And here's the thing. He never even saw it. I, I am such a conspiracy theorist that I think Bubba had nothing to do with it. I think it had everything to do with NASCAR because what happened at the beginning of that race? Oh gosh. They pushed All the drivers came out and pushed showed it. Up and it was the biggest form of virtue signaling yeah and, and it was nascar that did it think about that you guys the most redneck sport out there and you got them virtue signaling yeah i just and I, it's bad i honestly i <laughs> bubba was put in an impossible situation All oh of a yeah they're saying oh there's a noose he's the only black driver on nascar of course he's going to be the face of the whole thing and right. and so yeah i don't pick on him too much i mean he never saw it he just said yeah. a crew member had saw it any of you who are jumping on bubba get off of his case poor guy like it sucks. The whole thing doesn't look good, but you New know. York City Marathon canceled, canceled this year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, did you know that it was 11 years ago today that Michael Jackson died? Yes, I do know that actually because it showed up on my history. Um, That's crazy. Did you know that I ordered Gone with the Wind the other day? <laughs> <laughs> the the 2020 version? I was like, I don't have it. No. I'm the original. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm just trying to see if there's anything else in here that uh, we should definitely touch on, and I'm not seeing anything. No, no, no. Segway? Segway's dying. No. Goodbye, Segway. I did not know that. Didn't know that either. Uh, Beethoven probably wasn't black. But here's some unsung composers who were. <laughs> we're not sure. Uh, we're going we're gonna to take a look at it a bit longer. We're going to. Yeah. Oh, my okay, gosh. Okay, guys. What do we got here? A year ago, I said. A year ago, see, Peller says, I'm going to see my brother in Wyoming. Nice. Oh, Renee. I brought this up on Father's Day. We were out for a hike, which, yeah, by same, the way, same mom and Dolch. Uh, which, by the way, I know you got away for a little bit on Father's Day, and I got away for a little bit on Father's Day, and it was nice to get away from everything. Mm -hmm. But I brought this up. Uh, it just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. Halloween is not going to be Halloween this year. There is no way in hell Blazing saddles. people yeah. are going to take their and kids. It's a Saturday. We need to get this figured out. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Saturday. We gotta get this figured out. I'm just grateful that the Fourth of July is on a Saturday this year. Yeah, yeah. Because technically, I, I'm making an executive decision in the business. We're we're so, we're observing the Fourth of July on Friday. I'm, obser yeah, I'm observing. I'm Monday. I'm observing it that whole weekend. I'm on a 96. Andrew knows what I'm talking about. I'm on a 96 that weekend. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited for the Fourth. Uh, we'll be heading out to the canal. That'll be nice. Um, oh, we'll do a show next Thursday, so we'll talk about oh, yeah. the Fourth. Um, Halloween party at Renee's house. You guys, you heard it here first. Yep. Renee Shepard. We'll put the address out. Halloween party at her house. <laughs> uh, they stopped teaching Aesop's fables on school in school, and it shows. That's from We Mary. are being ruled by drama llamas. Drama llamas. Llama <laughs> face. I like that phrase. All right, so a year ago. Drama llamas. Or about, no, probably not that. Well, about like seven or eight months ago, I told you I'd never really watched Marvel outside of like an Iron Man movie. Yeah. And you gave me a bunch of crap, and I was like, eh. I, you know, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was waiting for someone to say All right, it. Ed, you win the internet today. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we all wear masks on Halloween. Duh. Yeah. Pam <laughs> says, or Renee says, yes, sir. Um, Pam says she's heading out to Mason Lake, Lake Rats for Life. I'll be in the canal. Holler at me. Maybe we'll hook up. I'll be over at the, uh, not at the Shear residence, but right next door to the Shear residence. You know, I got a feeling uh, we'll all be out there in Mason County. Sweet. Let's weekend. get together. Yep. Um, we'll, we'll blow crap up. Rented a house in Gig Harbor on the water for the fourth weekend. Never mind. I'm going to Gig Harbor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways, you gave me a hard time about not watching Marvel. I gave you a hard time about buying into modern pop culture. And um, now here we are, like six, seven months later, and I have burned through all the Marvel movies. And I am just anxiously waiting for the next. I need my fix. Like, I'm like, can we just release fix. Black Widow, please? Can we just release all these now? Um, <laughs> so. Paul, hashtag Lake Rat. <laughs> I, um, dude, I love the Marvel movies. <laughs> and, but I told you why. Didn't I tell you why? I was stories. never really into the superhero movies because right. it was just about the superhero thing. It was just something out of this world. Marvel, in my mind, like Ooh. great writing. Beautiful car. Great writing. And it was, somebody said, and I, I think Paul would agree with me on this. Bye, Mary. Um, I Thanks, think Mary. I'll be in touch later. Paul loved, I think Paul, Paul was a fan of Stan Lee in the Marvel movies. And I think Paul would agree with me on this in the sense that I, I watched a documentary and it said Stan Lee looked out of his office window into the world and saw superheroes amongst us. Yep. That they had lives amongst us. And that's how he wrote Marvel. And that shows yeah. in the Marvel movies, I think. It's not just a superhero movie. The movie's about life. These yep. people have backstories and lives and their and feelings and their you know what I'm saying and like yeah. so much of that shows and makes it good story yeah and I think most of the movies do that I think as you get towards uh Endgame which is the final in this phase of the Marvel Universe yeah. I think once you get to Endgame it's a little bit more I don't want to say hokey but it's more not so much real life but okay yeah. now we're gonna do the comic book fantasy side but I, I think that's. But by then, though, you have an idea of who these people are. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And I still, I still think, and I think I've said this to Paul, and I think he agrees with me. I still think the best Marvel movie is Winter Soldier. I think that one yeah. was the best story out I love there. Winter Soldier. Oh, that was so now all that good. to say, I did not want that movie to end. It was so good. All that to say, I am a straight man. Okay. I am oh, married boy. to a lovely wife. All right. Be careful what you say next, because it may be the show over. But. but I'm a little bit gay for Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Just a little bit. I'm not using that as a show opener. <laughs> and I'm in love with you. I don't know. I might even be. I might, I might even be more gay for Chris Hemsworth in Endgame as the Lebowski. Like, <laughs> something about that charisma. That beer guzzling, that beer gut. Just... Oh, see, I thought it was going to be our take on masks <laughs> and race, but no, it's Luke. Uh... It is bromance for Chris Hemsworth that kills the show. <laughs> there is a side of me that every time... <clears throat> I got a feeling you're going to have people jump on here. They're going to say, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Empty Donna. <agree>. Wow. <laughs> Rachel's aware. <laughs> Acre. Acre. <laughs> <laughs> And you have the audio and the video. <laughs> Rachel knows that he's on my top 10 list. <laughs> he's on my 10. That if I cheated, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Gotta get through the first nine, but you know, hey. Like, I can't believe you cheated on me. It was with Hemsworth. Oh, wow. Well, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> 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 oh, 
She's like, I can't believe you didn't call me for a threesome. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, you guys have a great week. <laughs> Time to go. <laughs> Dude, it's called a man crush, says Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, Andrew says, bro, you want him to bring his thunder on you? Oh. No, here, here, okay. <laughs> All jokes aside. Oh. <laughs> All jokes aside. I feel like Stefan. Um, <laughs> I'm breaking character over here. <laughs> All jokes aside, um, actually, some of us were just a little suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All jokes aside, Luke, why do you want to go up to the cabin this weekend? <laughs> I'm. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, Luke needs to watch. Isn't it romantic? <laughs> okay. Um, all jokes aside, I'm a big fan of his because this is why, though. This is why. Okay. Um, we all are aware of the like sex symbol icon status that he is, right? And, and let be honest, you can admit, dude or chick. He's a good-looking dude. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a gorgeous male, you know. And but the thing that is, I think that a lot of women are drawn to, honestly, is like he doesn't take himself seriously. Yeah, I mean if you follow him on like Instagram or any kind of social media, he does not take himself seriously. Right. He really gets a hoot out of him being like he was on the cover of GQ recently, and it was with his dog, and he posted on GQ, and he made it all about his dog making the cover of GQ. Like he, you know, he just. And I dig that about it. Like I've been to Byron Bay where he lives mm-hmm. and Byron Bay is the furthest East point in Australia. And it's a very small hippie town. Imagine like Bellingham on the beach, but much smaller even like, it's just very small hippie. Hmm. Yeah. He lives there with his family and just walks around town all the time. Like, and nobody bothers them. They're just like, Oh, it's Chris. It's you Chris know? Yeah. Um, but he's just very, he just seems very down to earth. Doesn't take himself seriously. Um, family guy. And so, you know, anyway, that's cool. Um, and I, I was telling Rachel, I was like, that's what I like about guys like that. And, 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 and gals like that, that don't just honestly, and Rachel could attest this. My number one um, crush in the world, all my is Scarlett Johansson. So um, we can put that. And she's kind of the same way. Like whenever she's on SNL, like she totally just doesn't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and doesn't seem to like buy into the, I'm the sex status, sex symbol that I am or whatever. And I like that about when you have people like that that just come across. But anyways. You you digress. You're, you're welcome. There's wow. So Luke started following him on social media, picking up GQ to read articles on him, stalks him. That's what yeah. I was thinking, Ed. Yeah. We, Never we, read GQ. We he may posted have to a have picture an on Instagram. We yeah. may have to have an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have you sit on a block well, of ice. But anyways, I will say that, that in, in, in game, the spin of him being like the beer gut and the, was brilliant. You know what? Stroke of genius. Did you hear about all the drama that came out last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. About body shaming, body fat shaming, shaming, fat shaming. And it's like, you know what? It's real life. Look, my body looks very similar to what he looked like in that. About yeah. the same. I am Thor's body and, in that movie. And let me tell you what. I was in no way ashamed. <laughs> no. No. And the thing was, is, well, they were making jokes on, on behalf of... You know what? <laughs> my... My buddies, if I was to get in tip-top shape and then all of a sudden I'd let it go again, my buddies would give me crap yeah. about it. It's I not, mean, that's real life it's right not there. not a dad bod. It's a father figure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I have a father figure. <laughs> oh, man. I love how when I'm talking about Thor's body, like I'm leaning back and you can just see <laughs> the beer gut. Like, yep, there it is. That's true. That is what he Oh, man. Anyway. Oh, gosh. No, all but right. anyways. To, to, to tie it all in, we did finish the Marvel movies. Um, I loved them. I'm excited. What was your, what's your so your favorite's Winter Soldier? Yeah, yeah. I think as much as I love the whole series, and it's hard for me to pick just one. Um, it might be Guardians of the Galaxy. 
That one's fun. That which, one was a lot better than I expected. Which is funny because it was the ones I was least excited to see. I, I was when we got to them, I was like, "Do we have to watch these?" And then I was like, "We don't really have to. Like, it's not gonna further the story." And I'm like, "No, let's watch them." And now I'm just like on pins and needles waiting for the third one for yeah. volume three. You know, and the thing is, is I I, I didn't know what to think about hey, those hey. when they when they were telling you know and they were showing the trailers and everything. I'm like, okay, this looks interesting, whatever. Yeah. Now I can tell you the movies that really I actually passed on when we went and watched them again all the way through were the Ant Man movies. I just I thought they were good. I thought they were well written, well done. Like the story was good. I just, they weren't my favorite. I really like Paul Rudd. I yeah. really like Paul oh, yeah. Rudd in the uh, like in the Avengers movies too. Yeah. Um, but the Ant Man which can we story give, was the least exciting to me. Can we give a shout out? Spoiler alert! Can we give a shout out to the rat who hits the button in Endgame? I mean, because if that rat doesn't hit the end, doesn't hit that button, oh, yeah, 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 then yeah. Ant Man doesn't come back from yeah. whatever wherever he's at. So yeah. wherever that rat is, you know, we need to make we need to make a statue of yes, that rat yes. because he saved the world. Thor Ragnarok was really good. You know, I did not like Thor Ragnarok when I first saw it in the theater. Yeah. I went and watched it again last year, and I, I've changed my mind. I found it to be entertaining. Here's the thing: is I when I, because I didn't watch them all in a row. I watched them over the years. Right. And so when I went to go see Thor Ragnarok, it was that they had time. they had Thor uh, being the funny guy. Yeah. And I thought to myself, that's not Thor. That's not right. So when we watched the movies again last year, and we started watching them in order. And I realized, oh, Thor does try to be the funny guy sometimes. Yeah. And then once I realized that, okay, you know what? Ragnarok also, was better than I thought. Speaking of Thor and, uh, and then Guardians of the Galaxy, is there nothing better in those movies than Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth in the same scenes together? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're the leader. You're the leader. <laughs> of course you I are. Mean, if they were to vote, it doesn't say anything. I mean, if they were to vote, who the leader is. I mean, it's always that. And both of them are like the anti-leading man. Yes. They're kind of like the, um, <laughs> I think about um, early, um, like Indiana Jones, right? Mm -hmm. It's like drama, it's serious, but with a hint of like comedy to it. Yep. Those yep. guys are perfect in yep. those in those roles. So. Oh, I, I heard something, or read something cool yesterday. And this is for all you really oh. comic book nerds out there. So, Paul, enlighten me, buddy. Sorry. Oh, yes. He I absolutely agree. Star-Lord doesn't lose his temper. And yeah. Iron Man and Black Widow are still alive. Yeah. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Um, what do you mean you hope he's right? He's right. I don't know. Man. Don't you remember that scene? They're pretty dead. They No, 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 no. Don't you remember in uh, Infinity War? Okay. They nearly had the gauntlet off of off of um, Numbnuts. What's his name? Thanos. Thanos? Yeah. They nearly had it off, and then he's asking... Uh, Star Lord is asking Thanos, "Where's Gamora? Where's Gamora?" And then he yeah loses temper. He loses temper. Him. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I think that's why. I think it was a conscious decision in Endgame to have his have his character arc really small, because of what he did in Infinity War. Sorry again if you haven't seen the movies, you've been spoiled. But I agree. So you think I there's an alternate agree. ending? You think they're in an no, alternate? No, I'm thinking there's no Endgame. There's no Endgame movie. If they get that gauntlet off, because they get the gauntlet off, and right, there is an Endgame movie, so you're thinking that they're going to show them. No, 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 no. He's making a point. It's kind of like, it's kind of like if the second gunman on the grassy knoll had not shot Kennedy, where would we be today as a country? Oh, gotcha. But it happened, so 
Gotcha. But yeah, I agree. I agree with Paul. I, I'm, there's a lot of people out there I've read that think that they're going to somehow bring them back. Oh, I, I'm sure they will. Which actually leads me into what I was going to say is. But the great thing about Endgame. <laughs> look at this guy. The great thing about Endgame nerd. is remember, remember um, Dr. Strange. Yep. He said there's 14,000 possibilities. Right. And he's like, and how many of those do we win in? And he says one. Yep. And then um, and then Iron Man, Tony Stark asks him, is this the one we win in? And he says, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. This is an in-game. He says, I can't tell you it won't happen. And then right before Tony does it, he looks at Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange goes like this. He puts up the one. Right. This right. is the one. Right. And Tony knew at that moment he had to sacrifice himself. Yeah. And that that's why he didn't tell him earlier because it might have changed it if oh, he yeah. knew he was going to die. Oh, yeah. To do it. I agree with you on that. Yep. So, anyway. Uh, what I was going to say is, is that they are working on a Flash movie <laughs> with the Flash. And did you hear who they're thinking about bringing back for Batman? Not Val Kilmer. Guy can't talk. Michael Keaton. But Michael not. Keaton is no, in no, his no, no, 70s. Hold on. No, no. But bringing back as 70 year old Bruce Wayne. Oh. Which there are comic books out there that have Bruce um, um, Bruce Wayne as the older Bruce Wayne, and I'm kind of liking this idea. I'm kind of yeah. liking where this might go. So he was a great Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. I liked him. I liked yeah. his Batman, which I was surprised because I had ne- I'd known him from Beetlejuice. I think that's why. I remember I was talking about how like the backstories. I think that's why I always <laughs> love Batman so much. Yeah. Yes, Auntie Donna. Uh, uh, I say that to our dog all the time too. <laughs> hey, numb nuts, let's go outside. Michael Keaton, because he's literally numb nuts. Yeah, yeah. That was funny because Mike Crab. What it, ifs? Yes, yes. Good booty had a dog growing up. It was um, she was a Siberian. No, she's Malamute. Anyways, and her name was Allie. She's a girl, but we called her Stinky Nuts. <laughs> well, she's a girl, and we call her Stinky Nuts. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, uh, we probably should wrap this bad boy up. We're almost almost two hours hey, into this. What do we got left? First of all, uh, come down here if you're in Pierce County. Check out Electric Coffee House. Yes. Say hi to everybody. Grab a coffee. They have great coffee. Good atmosphere. Downtown Sumner itself. Um, it's the, cracking. The shops are it's open. wide open. I mean, we're literally yeah. looking out to the street right now. Put your mask on. Don't put your mask on. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but um, get out here and do some shopping in these small shops. Everybody, great turnout today. So many of you joining in into the conversation. Oh, here we go. Paul, I wrote a whole nerdy blog post about the importance of keeping superhero deaths permanent. Basically, resurrecting dead characters removes the story. Removes I agree. Six. Yeah. I absolutely agree, I Paul. 100% agree, too. Matt says, now you've gone DC, but I love DC and can't wait for The Flash. Yeah. Hey, um, true story, but I did love, I've always loved Batman. Uh, real quick, real quick shout out before <laughs> we before we take off. Uh, congratulations to Jill and Josh Griggers. They closed on their house on Tuesday and they got possession on Wednesday. Finally got the sellers out yesterday. Yeah, finally got the sellers out. That's a whole story for another day. If you want to grab a beer, that'll with be me, that'll be on our live you. live show that we don't broadcast. That we're selling tickets to exactly. Um, that Ed's going to buy for everybody. Congratulations to them. I actually had a chance to talk to their neighbors yesterday before they showed up, and their neighbor said that they're moving into a community where nobody sells their house. That's how much they love living in that community. So I think they uh, I think they got a great opportunity. First time home buyers. Um, you know, I'm excited for him. I'm excited to see what they're going to do at the place. Uh, congratulations to JJ for um, closing a chapter in her life. Uh, her dad passed away, uh, uh, I believe, late last year or early this year, and we needed to get uh, his place sold. And, Ballard, yeah. Yep. And so we were able to do that. And uh, I'm actually going to catch up with her and her husband tomorrow, uh, grab a beer. Uh, but con- uh, congratulations on closing on the that calendar. chapter. Actually, it is on the calendar. Okay. <laughs> Let me accept my invite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 
And then uh, we've got a wonderful family, wonderful military family who's in Mississippi right now, but they're closing on a house today. Uh, they're closing on a place down in Yelm. I'm actually going to run down there after we're done here and go grab some keys. Uh, oh, that's right. So I'm so excited for them. Uh, and then we've got some more coming up here in the next week. So can't wait to start sharing those stories too. Four or five over the next week. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the thing is, is that the COVID-19 stuff, it started off for us in March as a real pain in the ass. And it's now turned into. And now I'm like, let's carry this on, my wayward son. Yeah, we've got we've got sellers out there that need to sell their houses. We've got buyers out there that need to buy houses. So, if anybody's telling you that the market yes. is not hot or anything, they're lying to you. I it is smoking hot. On the way here, someone called me and asked me a question. They said, "What's this? Uh, is the market hot? Still hot, or is it hotter or less hot than before the pandemic?" I'm like, "It's hotter than before the pandemic." Oh yeah, it's crazy. Um, we got. Paul says, Luke and Ray, unfiltered, outdoor venue, no masks needed, no recording devices allowed. All true. Oh, yeah, all true. <laughs> well, you told me the other day. And we require audience participation. A what? A three-bedroom, two-bath house in South Tacoma is now over 300000 A three-bedroom, two-bath home that was listed at two sixty five is just over 1,000 square feet and just went for three oh five. Two-bedroom. Smoking hot. Check this out. We had clients. I had clients on a house in Midland between Puyallup and Tacoma. Two bedroom, two bath, two bedroom, one and a half bath house. Okay, a thousand square feet. They put an offer in at three oh three and lost. And not only did they lose, the winning offer waived, uh, essentially waived the appraisal and said they'd make up the difference. Oh gosh, that's how desperate they were to get into a house. Yeah, see, it's, people yeah. are people are leaving the Seattle Death. area. Good morning, buddy. They would rather commute. They'd rather wait for the, the yeah. link light rail to get all taken care of. We need of to everything. come look at your mansion in Parkland, buddy. I think you could make a half a million dollars right now. So, and I'm I'm not saying that facetiously. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, that's it. Uh, this weekend. Sounds uh, like an ad for the Tom Lakis show. I did got I? To- <laughs> dude, Lakis, dude. Didn't he pass away a couple years ago? I don't know. I think he did. Yeah, Ed, you just you did just get yeah, yourself. You um, you know, happy birthday to Kaylee. Yesterday she turned 17. I can't believe she turned 17. The day before that, John turned 21. John's coming over this Sunday. We're gonna have some Man. have some father-son drinks together. If so. anybody wants to know when the uh when the love juices are flowing in the pits house, what's no further than the birthdays of their yeah. kids? Yeah, that's how we planned it. <laughs> you guys are you guys are fall lovers. <laughs> Get that pumpkin spice and Rory. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I see you've taken a lover. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Sonic the Hedgehog? Yes. Oh, I love it. oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes, <laughs> I saw it. Um, yeah, so that's all I got. I mean, it's kind of a Blake has looked dead for at least 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> He's looked dead, yeah. All right, hey, oh, guys. Look, at, look at Christian. Hi, hi, Christian. Finally, everyone's, everyone's starting to talk right now. Uh, <laughs> hey, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for your input from all sides. We truly appreciate and love all of you. Uh, again. The views of Luke and Roy do not necessarily reflect the views of uh, Electric Coffee House nor Christina and her crew. Yep. Um, they are gracious enough to host us and allow us to do our thing from here, and we greatly appreciate it. Um, and we hope you come down and support their business. Um, whether we are on the same side of the fence as you or the other side of the fence as you, we love all of you equally. We wish you nothing but safety and happiness and health in your life and whatever this crazy world will throw at you. I said it to you earlier, and I meant to say it before we got out the show, and I will say it. I feel stuck right now. Yeah, I feel um, for the first time in my life, I feel stuck and I feel trapped because I do have plans to leave the state, but I can't for seven years. And all that to say, though, days like today when I get to hang out with my buddy and talk to all of you guys bring light into my life. And I appreciate all of you. So um, I agree. Keep lifting each other up. We love you. Have a great week. 
Peace out, Cub Scout. Catch you on the flip side. See you guys. Hey, hey. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. <laughs> End of line.